This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. What a jam. What a jam this is. Puts me in a good mood every time. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Player Profile and Projections. It was the first time I mimicked, uh, mimicked the drums on that one. I had to mix it up. How do you do feel the, about it? I'll do the guitar next time, I think. i got to get all the instruments. <laughs> Welcome back. Episode of Day Until Opening Day. You know what it is. We got two people on today's episode. Two more of Jerry's people. Two, uh, a, a, just a mistreatment of bullpen like usual. <laughs> We're going two, stacking them up. But they're two important ones. Hopefully, to this ball club, one being a free agent, one a returner. Drew mm. Smith, followed by Brooks Raley. Absolutely. Friend of the pod, Drew Smith. Love when we can say that. Drew was I awesome. I saw him talking to another podcast the at camp. Guys. He's cheating I, on us. I was a little jealous. Not There's no lie. such thing as loyalty I was anymore. like, you're our guy, Drew. <laughs> he actually signed a contract with us, so we're actually going to sue him, you? believe it or not. Yeah, we're going to sue him. Now, Drew Smith uh, in for another great year. Had a great year last year. Career high in games and innings pitch. Congratulations. And Brooks Raley, a lefty coming over to the pen to replace Joel Rodriguez. Hopefully fill the void of the lefty reliever that we've kind of been missing ever since that gangly left-hander named Jerry was part of the Aaron New Luke, don't you dare like, blasphemize. Can I just can I I blow you up a little bit? I last time, and now you're doing it? I can't inflate egos ever, apparently. You've erased him. I think we, we got to start with the familiar face, our guy Drew, and then we'll tackle Brooks in the latter half of the episode. Before we do, this episode is brought to you by DraftKings. Thank you to them for sponsoring today's PPP. Guys, you know what's better than watching NBA action? Literally nothing, says the baseball personality. Being a part of it, guys, with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NBA, you can tap into all of the excitement with the click of a button. It's really that simple. New customers can place $5 on any pre-game money line bet and get $150 in free bets if that bonus if that bet cashes, excuse me. It's bonus bets. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Combine those bets, get even bigger NBA winnings with each leg you put on up to 100%. Download their free and easy-to-use app now. Sign up using code SHEA, which will probably be over Jerry Blevins' face right now. So S-H-E-A, it's right there. Just look at it, guys. It's right there. And you can place $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with code SHEA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Thank you to DraftKings. And also, if you have gambling addiction, Google some resources. All the resources are in the description down below as well. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. That's I knew that, of course. Of I didn't course. I did not know that. Yeah, come on. Can you tell me some of Drew Smith's numbers from last I year? I can, yes. Drew Smith, again, you you nailed a season high or a career high. Forty four games, forty six innings pitched. He had fourteen holds, a nice smooth three point three three ERA, a whip of one one five. He had uh, 10.39 Ks per nine to only 15 walks, but he did have a little bit of the home run ball at yeah. 1.76 per nine. Um, overall solid numbers, low on the games, low on the innings. He missed some more time due to injury. This was supposed to be his full year, his first full year. 
being removed from Tommy John. Right. He did have a, a hiccup here or two. Um, something that I hope, I think the most important for thing for him is to establish himself that he's available and ready to pitch in many games the whole season. Yeah, like is this going to be the 60-game season for Drew Smith? Because, he, you know, he's going to be 29 years old this year. Uh, kind of a big year for him. You know, we're kind of approaching – his free agency in 2025, I think he's more established than he was a couple of years ago. He's kind of proven himself. Now it's about the longevity of Drew Smith. Can he bring the volume of innings that the Mets will probably be relying on him for? He is one of the big five in this bullpen. And, you know, the upside of Drew Smith has always been that setup role. We kind of saw him get into it a little bit last year, and then I really think it was that game against the Giants that went 13-12 to 12 and went past midnight, and I you know, slept through the ending. Sorry, guys. That's where <laughs> Mr. Sleep Guy comes from. I think that was kind of the, the notion that the Mets took him away from that role, but he could easily win it back with a strong year this year. Yeah, I think he's a, he plays an important part of, you talked about that, five key guys, the yeah. five high-end relievers in the back of that bullpen. Uh, let's go through them. It's Edwin Diaz, it's Adovino, it's David Robertson, and then it's these two. It's Drew Smith and Brooks Raley. The high five? The high five. Oh, my gosh. That's is that? Cool, baby. Yeah, That's okay. Cool. What's up? I like it. The high five. I mean, come on. Shirt? Come on, Sal. I'm in. Uh, <laughs> we did steal that from, what is that, Ready Player One? But uh, for you non-nerds, you might not know that. Uh, but... It's important because these guys, you mentioned that Brooks Raley is the only lefty. Right. But David Robertson really is like what kills Seth lefties. Lugo was. He kills lefties. Yeah. Uh, Drew Smith at his best kills lefties. And Adovino hung around with lefties a lot last year. He right. was able to do a lot of things, and I think he's emphasizing. And we all know Diaz is Diaz. So, yeah, so don't um, worry about that. Yeah, so I don't think it's a worry. I think as long as those five guys are healthy for most of the year, or at least all of the year in Drew's case, I think they're going to be okay with some flexibility on those other two to three spots, depending how they uh, shape their roster. Yeah, and I mean, you look at the game logs for Drew Smith, and it's always been kind of one month, a uh, half of a month that he's been away from the team. In 21, he missed all of April, and then he missed all of the end of the season. If you remember those 2021 Mets, we really missed him at the end there for sure. Uh, 2022, going into the season, he was fully healthy. He pitched the first three and a half uh, months of the year, and then he missed all of August, most of September, came back at the end of the year, and looked strong. I'm really looking for that full six-month season from Drew Smith, whether it's load managing or less stress on him with more weapons in the bullpen. I really would like to see him get to like a 50-game, maybe even 60-game plateau. I think it's important for the Mets and also important for him at this kind of, I wouldn't say later stage of his career, but you know, he is, as some people would say, entering the prime of his career at 21, uh, 29 years old, coming up on free agency. So big year for Drew Smith in general. Yeah, this is a super important year for Drew Smith in a sense that you're he can establish himself as being one of the guys. He yeah. can be an Adovino for the next you know eight years, or he could be a guy that forever is an injury-riddled kind of guy. You right. know, he could still have time, obviously, at 29, and with a talent level that Drew Smith has – this isn't a uh, a do-or-die situation. He's always going to have a job available as long as his stuff plays up like that, right. and he is effective when he's in, but he can become a reliable, dependable guy at the back end of a bullpen for any team going into free agency as well. Yeah, I mean, any team could use a guy that can throw 96 and get, get outs on a consistent basis. His slider was really good last year. I don't know how much of a war guy you are, but we talked before we went uh, recording on the show Drew Smith's war difference between fan graphs and uh, baseball reference is really staggering. 0.7 on baseball reference, negative 0.1 on 
on Fangraphs, he did not seem like a negative contributor to the Mets last year. Yeah, and it's hard for a reliever because some of those moments might completely weigh because, again, it's usually a pass-fail kind of yeah. outing for guys like that. And if you give up a home run, you literally lost a game. So is that negative one more? I guess. Uh, who knows? But um, Drew Smith has high-quality stuff, and it's all about health this year. And he looks great. He, he's, he's always been one that's been in shape. Um, but he did cut his hair. He's completely like short haired and he did it last year. But you did tell me that he never really liked the yeah, locks, he which did was the thing. shocking to me. He just didn't like the upkeep, but now he's comfortable I get it. in his own hair, I guess. Do you miss the locks at all for you? No, very rarely. It's still like, because that's the lot. first version of Jerry Blevins that I yeah. met human to human. So that's still how I picture you sometimes. You know, yeah, but. it was a lot. I, for some reason, my wife kept telling me it was going to be. Harder? I was like, no, it'll be easier because I just pull it back. That's not the way it went. It's not true. I'm, I, right now, I'm like, that's dumb. I, I really miss my hair so thick. Yeah. Going to wash my hair, I couldn't like scrub my scalp with right. my fingers. It so was who like a, knows what was in there when you had the long hair? Well, I got in there, but uh, it was like a pain in the butt. So I don't miss the care, but every once in a while, I do. I'll see a picture. I'll be like, oh, that was nice. It, we Probably don't, never happening. We don't project long hair for Drew Smith this year, but Steamer does project some improvements in volume, which is pretty cool. 59 innings is what they have for him this year, which would be a career high by a pretty wide margin. 12 holds, a 3.91 ERA, uh, 1.26 whip, and 63 punchies along with 22 walks. So they see kind of control issues. I guess the home run ball kind of still being a prevalent factor, but more innings in general for Drew Smith. I, I'm not sure what to make of this projection, to be honest. Uh, I think it's a step up. I think uh, the projection's going, again, the long ball is an issue for him. He has an elite high-spin fastball that he needs to keep at the top. So guys that that throw that high fastball are taught so much to worry about just the spin and then the, the, the elevation, not to worry about in or out. But when he misses, he tries to overthrow it, and you hold on to the ball or you squeeze a little bit harder, and it gets into the heart of the plate, and he gives up long ball. So if he right. can eliminate that, uh, he'll he'll take himself to the probably could be a closer level. That's how good his stuff is, and if he's consistent. But uh, I agree that sometimes that that gets away from him. So I, I I like the projections. Again, I would like to see a little bit more from him, and I yeah. think he's capable of a lot more. I think the they're kind of lukewarm on him being taking a step up, but I really like what Drew's capable of doing, and I would air if he throws in fifty nine games. I think his numbers will be better than that. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it was the lat strain last year. It was the right shoulder inflammation the year before, which is always scary. And then he's a former Tommy John guy. So Drew Smith has had to overcome a lot in his past few seasons with the Mets. Hopefully this year can kind of be a clean slate for him. Uh, but if that isn't the case, the Mets got themselves some uh, insurance with a trade with the Tampa Bay Rays where they brought in lefty Brooks Raley, who had a really nice 2022 season. Did Drew also come from the Rays? Drew also came from the Rays. So they got a little bit of that. I think I've asked you this trivia before. You remember who they traded? Friend of yours, I think. Maybe. Teammate of yours for sure. Uh, I have no idea. Lucas Duda. I do love Duda. Underrated. Love yeah. Lucas Duda. Brooks Raley, though. He's the new Met on the block in the bullpen. 2022, 53 and two-thirds innings in 60 games. We like that a lot. 22 holds, a 2.63 ERA, 0.97 whip, 61 punches, and 15 walks. A 0.5 home run per nine, so much different from Drew Smith in that case. 2.74 FIP and 0.9 F4. This is a guy that was a part of the juggernaut Rays bullpen that just churns out reliever after reliever. 
he was one of the guys that actually the Rays gave a decent deal to go out and get, and then they immediately traded him after the first year of that deal, which I found a little perplexing. But Brooks Raley, very interesting career to this point. Took the words right out of my mouth. I'm yep. looking at his line. So he was like a six-round pick, uh, made it to the big leagues as a starter with the Cubs, and then went to the bullpen for a year at 25. And then he went to went to Korea yeah. and played in the KBO as a starter for like five years. That's six, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Yeah, and then the he, he had a great career in the KBO. The uh, Houston Astros brought him back over. He had a very mediocre, if way subpar year, but had great stuff. Yeah. The Rays did their duty and were like, hey, we see some things that you can really do. And he had a fantastic year. They signed him to that good deal. So we have Adovino from the right side with that amazing spinning, sweeping slider. Right. This is Rayleigh from the left side. He's a heavy slider guy. He has that huge movement. I think it's like top three. Yeah, the Mets uh, bought into the sweeper this offseason. Jacobonis is another one of the guys from the Marlins. Jeff Brigham, all these guys have massive horizontal moving sliders. But Brooks Rayleigh is up there. He's like a top ten sweeper in the game right now. Yep, and just for uh, Gary Apple fans out there, Jimmy Yacobonis is his favorite name in baseball. And the biggest Gary Apple fan, probably known to men. <laughs> I'm a huge Gary Apple fan. <laughs> he's like the, the nicest human. I think Brooks Raley is really interesting because I feel like he's like the textbook case of reliever ERA being incredibly deceiving. Because you mentioned that Astros year where they brought him in based on his stuff. He had a four seven eight ERA with the Astros, which is objectively not good, and especially for a reliever in high leverage situations. But he had a one point two WHIP. He had a three two seven FIP. Had a crazy strikeout rate at eleven point nine. And clearly, the Rays saw something in his pitch mix. By the way, Brooks really a reliever with four pitches, which is always really fun. And then the Rays saw that, brought him in on a pretty lucrative deal. I want to get the numbers right here, especially considering Rays standards. Yeah, they gave him four point two million last year, and then it's another. Uh, 11 million guaranteed on top of that with a 6.5 team option. So a pretty lucrative deal for a 34-year-old lefty reliever, but clearly they saw something. It panned out to fruition and then a 2.68 ERA in 60 games last year. The Mets got him for Keyshawn Askew, a prospect I'm not totally familiar with, if I'm being honest, but a lefty reliever who I believe was in single A or high A, and that's a deal I like. The Rays must see something in him as well. They have him in the pipeline now, but Brooks really, uh, Brooks really a very welcome addition to this bullpen. Agreed. For sure. And I wanted to check his his stats, uh, yeah. his splits versus lefties. Obviously elite with that slider. Last year, lefties batted a buck fifty five off of him, slugging four eighty two. Like that's incredible. Or an OPS of four eighty two. Yeah, that's much <laughs> yeah that's crazy. slugging of two eighty two. Just phenomenal. Like uh, just holding guys. You know they do that. Um, Hundred is level on the OPS plus. It's his was 37 yeah. from lefties. But on righties, he was incredible as well. They batted 208 from 155. 208 slugging 272, even fewer extra base hits. And that number was 64 on the uh, OPS+. plus. Pretty freaking good, man. Amazing. And a guy usually with that kind of sweeping slider that stays flat, um, it's easier if it's coming in to hit. But he's developed that, that, that cutter 
And then he has a solid fastball. So this guy isn't just a lefty specialist, but he's definitely special against lefties. Yeah. Oh, I like that a lot. That was nice and clean by Jerry Blevins. Yeah, I, I think we kind of worked ourselves into a corner last year when we did the Ottavino PPP, and we were like, okay, he's probably going to be a right-hand specialist because Brooks Raley, he might profile as a lefty-lefty guy, but he's clearly capable of getting you know three outs in an inning. And with the three-batter rule here to stay, that's something that many teams need to invest into, and I'm glad the Mets kind of took initiative there. Uh, Steamer likes him as well. 62 games this year, so that's more than last year. 12 holds, a 3-6 ERA, which I found a little high. 1-2-3 whip, 0.2 F4. So a little bit of regression there, especially with a home run per nine rate that's double than what it was last year. Uh, I do expect Brooks really to perform better than these numbers. Uh, I do too. I think it's I think it's an easy one. And I talked to Buck Showalter about how he plans to deploy him being the only lefty. I also talked to Buck about this too. (laughs) Is that a concern having only one lefty? We talked about the makeup of the other guys. Are you, are you feeling pressure to bring one of the lefties up to be at the bottom end? And he says, you know, when you only have one lefty, a lot of it tends, you tend to look for that perfect spot. He goes with David Robertson back there with guys that we feel comfortable facing lefties. We won't, feel free to, or we will feel free to deploy Brooks Raley at any given point, but he'll definitely be highlighting certain areas of, of the lineup against certain teams, yeah. and he will pitch regardless of it if it's not a perfect spot for him. Yeah, the addition of D-Rob really kind of filled the Seth Lugo void and really does free them up to use Brooks Raley in the best spot possible. Also, in just high leverage spots in general, because who knows what kind of season Adovino will have? Will he regress? Who knows? Drew Smith, is he going to be on the field as much as we want him to? It could be Brooks really filling a, a pretty big role here. And for our over-under, it kind of acts the same way as our catcher episode that we recently did uh, with Nito and Nervais. It really is going to be a matter of who do you think is going to pitch more games? Who do you think is going to have the bigger role in the Mets bullpen? And the over-under is set at 49 and a half games. Do you like that line or no? I don't like that line for the simple fact that I think – this is a big year for Drew Smith to establish that he can be healthy for a whole season. Mm -hmm. And so that number usually is like 60 games. Yeah. But, you know, with these five big guys at the back end, they might give him a little bit more time off. So I wanted to raise the over-under. Raising the stakes. Of games. Yeah, raising the stakes, but also raising the number to 54 and a half Mm, games. So 55 being the mark if you think it's over. If he throws in 55 games, it's probably that he's had at least a full healthy year or maybe missed minimal time. Sure. So I think that is a better number and indicative of a healthy season from Drew Smith. I like that line. Do you want that line for both of them or just for Drew? I think we got to mix up Brooks Raley's over-under, right. so more we'll, performance-based we'll versus games played. So I'll tell you this. Last year, the Mets had four pitchers who threw 55 games or more. It was Joely, Lugo, Adovino, and Diaz. So that's kind of the bar that we're setting Drew Correct. Smith at. Can he be the fourth horseman up there with the rest of the team? I think that even if it was set at uh, 49.5 games, I think I still would have taken the under. And it's kind of, I want Drew Smith to be that guy, but it's going to kind of be a until I see it, I don't believe it kind of thing. Perfect. So let's keep it at 49 and a half if okay. you're going to take the under. That gives, are you hammering the over? I'm hammering the over. Okay. I believe and I root for this guy, but track record is against him. And I think that's an important and understandable role. It's also why they have five guys at the back end of a bullpen versus four. Right. So it's something I want to see for sure, and I think that Drew Smith is fully capable of it. It's just I'm going to kind of be the contrarian here because I I don't know. I haven't seen Drew Smith go through the goings of a season without, you know, 
suffering some kind of injury along the way. Is it a workload thing? Is it something that the Mets can rectify? I don't know. But if it does happen, I wouldn't be surprised either. Yeah, I think, again, they're having five horses back there that they want, two of them being 37 and older, Yeah, I think they're maybe thinking about a little bit of load management, being able to kind of rotate these guys in to keep those numbers under 55. Who really knows? They always have a plan, and it never really works out to your plan because once baseball starts happening, you have your guys that are successful, and you're yeah. like, give me those guys. we got to win ball games." Right. So uh, I think they're going to want to keep those numbers probably below 60. Um, but I hope Drew, and I think he does, and I believe in the work ethic. Again, I would love to be uh, right here, but track record shows. Again, I'll be rooting for him to do that. And I'll take it. If he if he's under, I'd gladly, you know, root for him to be to be over the, the games. We've been uh, disagreeing a lot this year. It's a little, it's a little it's well, strange. It's, I, I don't know if you're mad at me or what. I think uh, I think we're fighting right now, actually, is what's <laughs> actually happening. Uh, for Brooks Raley, what do you want to do? You want to stick with games or you want to mix no, it up? No, I want to do a performance base because okay. I think that's a big one because they're expecting big things from him at his age. He's an established guy. He's He can't go anywhere. I'll, um, set, I'll set the line for you. I would love you for you. I was going right. to ask you to do that. I'm going to set the line decently low because we saw him be a one of the better relievers in an, a really good raised bullpen last year, one of the most reliable guys. He saved six games for them. So he was did getting, we go over his stat line? We did. We went over his okay. stat line projection. Yeah, I mean, 22 holds is incredible. That's a lot of holds. 0.5 home runs per nine is incredible. And yeah. We talked about his numbers against lefties and righties. Just dominant for yeah. the whole year. I'm going to do whip, I believe, because I okay. like doing whip for relievers. ERA is kind of, it gets mucky, especially Correct. if you have one bad outing. I don't like doing it for relievers. Whip, last year was a 0.969, so 0.97, well below his career average of above 1.2 to that point. So I'm going to set his whip mark at, I think, what we set Ottavino's whip mark, which was 1.1, because I feel like these guys fill a similar profile, obviously different arms that they throw with, but the sweeper slider is kind of their bread and butter, what they like to go to to get big outs. And for Brooks Raley, he really brought down his walk rate from the year before, and I think that's going to be a big part of his game, getting those swings and misses on pitches outside of the zone. I'm going to set it at 1.1, and I am going to take the under for Brooks Raley. Amazing. So we disagree again, and I'm going to take the over, and here's why. He had an insane year last year. Like, having lefties hit 150 and having righties hit 208 is almost unrepeatable. Again, he's very good. I expect good things from him. But even at that peak performance – his whip was a .97. Now, we watched guys like Edwin Diaz have a .86 right. or, you know, whatever the case may be. I think he gets back to a little bit of an average. I don't think he's quite that good, which is still very good. And I think it might be right around that one 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 three kind of number. So I'll take the over. I hope there's a little bit of healthy competition between these two because I feel like their their place in the pecking order of the bullpen is very similar right now. I could be wrong in that, but... I think you're only wrong in the sense that Brooks being left-handed will right. we'll get, you know, uh, the the Kyle Schwarber-esque, sure, regardless sure. of if, if they're both available and both pitching well. It's another thing to factor in. There's a lot of big, bad left-handed hitters in the NL East that will be seeing a ton. Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber. No more Juan Soto, though. So that's How nice. much? Harper might be back post-All-Star break Who because of knows? Tommy John surgery. I have no idea. Who knows? He's also an absolute freak, so he could be back for opening day, and I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right, cool. He's there. If he does uh, our top ten that we did where I put him number two, he might – Take it personal and I wouldn't to... change a thing. If you're if you're a DH, you can't be my number one. I agree with the DH thing. 
That's how it goes. But it, yeah, okay. Wow, 23 minutes on a couple of relievers. Look at us. All Look right. at us. We love our relievers. Guys, we do. thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Tune in again tomorrow. There will be another episode. Until then. Let's go Mets. Let's go Mets. Pretty simple, Tommy. Very simple. You're not even doing the base. Oh, so. sure. I can't see you, but that's embarrassing. I could have just lied. Now you can see me. I want to slap the base, but there is no base right now. You're drunk. Bro.